Welcome to Philanthropy Today. Our goal is to inspire giving by educating listeners on ways to give and how to connect with charitable causes. My name is Dave Lewis. I'm your host of Philanthropy Today. Thank you for joining the show. Continuing our series talking about the Yes Fund, we've had several interviews with some wonderful people in the Manhattan community who have been very instrumental in the start of the Yes Fund, Mitzi Richards, Director of Philanthropy. Uh, Today we have uh, a man whose name is, I think, splattered across the city probably as much, if not more so, than Bill Snyder. And uh, I'm looking forward to this interview with Russ Briggs. Hey, Russ. Welcome. Thank you. So, Russ, let's talk a bit about your background, because you're a Manhattan kid. You know, we're talking about the Yes Fund. Your career is here. Your whole life is here. So you probably have a pretty different and and, and very um, uh, deep perspective on what it's like to grow up here and, and what it's like to be, uh, you know, have family that is raising young kids in our community. Yeah, we... Uh... If my daughter's son goes to K-State, that'll be six six generations. Really? Uh, my great-grandmother uh, came and went to um, Kansas State Agriculture College from 1884 to 1887. Her daughter, my grandmother, was a 1916 Royal Purple Queen at K-State. Wow. They had kings and queens back then. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you go to the 1916 uh, Royal Purple, which is their yearbook, and there she is. And your great-grandmother was probably one of the first female one students. One of the first, yeah. Brown was his last, her, her, her last name was Brown. Then it went to Burtis, and uh, then it went to Burtis to Byer, then and Byer to Briggs. Hmm. So, Wow. Quite a so legacy that you've been around, you've yeah, been a We've part been of. here a while, so I'm not going to be the one that messes it up. <laughs> Well, Russ, you you grew up here, and obviously you have um, uh, established an amazing business with what you've done with Briggs Auto, Um, you know, because you're, and, you know, we have heard that uh, you're the largest or one of the largest car dealers in the state of Kansas, and, uh, you know, you're a product of Manhattan schools. So what was it like growing up here, you know, as a Manhattan kid? You know, in your youth, and how that shaped your life as it is today. Well, I'll try to connect the dots for you. Um, <clears throat> lived out in Pottawatomie County, but you went to Green Valley School, which was, you know, right before the school district split. You know, during that period of time between uh, Rock Creek, what is now Rock Creek, but on that Lake Elwell Road, the ones on the east side went to St. George and the west. Went to Manhattan, so rode school buses and did that whole thing. And, you know, obviously uh, I met um, a lot of people along the way. Um, I made an impression on a lot of teachers. I know that. <laughs> they would ask me, like, what's your sister's and brother's name? <laughs> what happened to you? But anyway. So did your teachers make an impression upon you as well? Well, you know, early on, you know, I, I – like – you know, like the five things that you think of are the five closest people to you in life. And and one of my five is a teacher. Mm-hmm. So you've seen a lot of development and a lot of advancements in the Manhattan area in your lifetime. Yeah, for sure. We were 20-some thousand. I, was, I got here in 55. I think we were 
maybe 20,000 population then. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I had to mm-hmm. back up. I, I know a little bit about when Seco Park was put in. We were like 22 or 3,000. That was out in farm territory then. For sure. Yeah, she's she's been on a growth pattern. But for the last 20 years, it's really been, I, I'm very fortunate. Our, our employees and myself and our customers are very fortunate to, through this little growth period, a lot of growth period. You know, we're very grateful to have had, you know, the success that you've seen in your company over the years as it's developed. I remember when you were selling Jeeps over across the viaduct, but you started selling Jeeps in parking lots or, or cars in parking lots, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what they that's say. That's the rumor? <laughs> that's what they say. <laughs> Is that just because of I the love of the been vehicle? Over, over seven years, so the statutes are gone. But okay. <laughs> Russ, what inspired that entrepreneurship in you? What was well, every every generation of our family that's been here has been in business for themselves. Ah, so you know that's kind of bred into you. You know, so I mean that's just the way we are. You know, you you pick what you like when you, you know, I think Henry Ford said it. You know, when you do something that you like, it's never never work. You never work a day in your life. So that was really what, you know. My love was for the cars. You Do know. you remember? Was it because you were a car guy, or was it the sales? Was it the money? What was what what motivated that first sale? No money. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, how times have changed. <laughs> yeah, I tell the story. Um, we're here for the yes fund, but I'll tell the story. My my mom. I was painting cars in the garage and. She says, I don't understand. You buy that car and you paint it up and you made it look real nice and everything, and then you just sell it. Well, but a year later, she says, I know what you're up to. <laughs> I know what you're doing. <laughs> well, you know, yes, we're talking about the Yes Fund, but but I think it's only appropriate for people to have a perspective on on your background and to share the stories of you growing up here. Sure. And what it was like as a youngster here, selling cars apparently was what uh, – you know, well, I'm the first one that sold cars, but there's uh, in our generation in the family. But you know, you go around town, and I'm fortunate because I had so much family here, and they're all in business. And part of uh, you know, number one, teachers I think are the most underpaid people that we have, mm-hmm. and, and they got the most important job. Yeah, I agree. Let's talk a little bit about that transition from you know being a Manhattan product primarily to where you are as a philanthropist in our community. And we know you sponsor a lot of things. And, you know, it runs the gamut of every, it seems like you have sponsored just about every opportunity to give. And, you know, we're very grateful in this community for for what you have provided. But primarily now let's talk about our youth and how the Yes Fund has become something that's very important to you. What spurred that? A phone call <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and years of uh, mentorship, you know, like I said, I, I knew I know a lot of people and a lot of people helped me and you can pick the phone up and call. Burke Beyer was one of them and Bob DeBryan was another one. I met him when I was in junior high mm-hmm. and uh, so he always took an interest. Charlotte Doyle, she was uh, probably the one that made the biggest impact. But, you know, as you go through life... You know, they teach you. You know, you we, you're when you're in business, you get this sales tax number, right? And when I sell you this, well, I got to charge you tax. So I got to turn the tax in. Then you got to, you know, you buy your building. Then you buy your, you got to pay your property tax. And 
we all know about taxes, right? And uh, but philanthropy is something a little bit different. You know, it's just something that when you're in business, that's that's part of it. Part of it. You know, your your employees, you. You know, that's just part of being in business. What about your customers, though? I mean, that's got to be something. You know, when you your customer base understands a lot of what for sure Briggs Auto has done. In the, what, how many years since you started your dealership? 40, 40, 40 years. Yeah, yeah. And, and and everything that you have done and, you know, you're, and like I may mention, you know, your name is all over the place with a lot of philanthropic efforts. That's got to bring people through your doors. And for that's sure. not your, that's not what you're doing it for, but it means a lot to those yeah. people, to your customers to come in your doors and say, hey, we're thankful for, for what you've done. You've. You've uh, supplied funds for this event, and this is our way of saying thank you. Well, that's where the money comes from. If you don't have anybody coming through the doors, you mm -hmm. don't have any money to give. So that's pretty simple to, to understand. Um, I got in on a tail end of Bob a little bit ago, and he said that, you know, the corporate world has taken over, and, and it is in our industry too, but, you know, I don't, I don't see them, you know, you know, taking care of the, perfect students at the high school, perfect attendance students, that kind of stuff. You know, we just, they're not there. The corporate world isn't there, whether it's, you know, whatever business it is, they're, they're just that where we're losing that corporate, you know, corporate philanthropy does, it doesn't exist. And that's one of the things I think I, I've seen signs, uh, you know, online where, you know, like a, uh, a local restaurateur will provide for so many different things. We'll work with, uh, fundraising efforts for students to to get supplies for their classroom, work with the teachers to whatever the project is. You don't see that with a lot of the national things, you, the corporate structure that you see. And we're in an era where those small businesses that are locally owned are seemingly kind of, you know, going by the wayside. Yeah. Well, and Russ... It, I think it's true that the culture you've created and that spirit of giving, there isn't anything more important um, a local business can do for a community than invest in its youth. And doing that, I think, creates that loyalty and just... It doesn't take long to no, interrupt you. No. It doesn't take long to understand, um, you know, what's good for the communities. I have this business and family that's here that what's good for the community is good for me, you know, and that's what, that's what the philanthropy is all about. Really. What's it mean to you personally to be able to provide for some of these organizations, you know, and, and, and let's include the yes fund, but also, you know, with the other, other agencies and uh, other people that you uh, help out with. Well, you know, besides making you feel good, <laughs> you know, it's mm -hmm. what I, it's what I just said. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's, we're in it as a, a community. We're in it together. You know, you saw it during the, the 93 flood, how many people came out. That's philanthropy, you know, whether it's tornado comes through and everybody's helping clean it up or whatever it is, that's part of being, you know, philanthropical. That's, that's just the helping the communities bring it together. You know, the most, but back to the Yes Fund, the most important thing we've got is the kids. Mm -hmm. We got to grow them. We got to teach them. Um, people learn different ways, you know. 
and some people are interested in this and some people are interested in that, you know, it's, but it's, uh, those teachers are, you know, very important. Russ, your personal philanthropy, you, you mentioned it makes you feel good, but it also helps you understand that you're part of a community and that community that's part of the Yes Fund, what, what, what would you, how would you ask someone to and to participate in the Yes Fund? What would be your, what would be your ask? No competition, you know, you set that bar up there and set a goal. Well, you, you do and we do. And as a management team, we decide, you know, just how much we can spend. You, you know, we have good years, we have bad years, we have times we can help and sometimes we can't help as much, you know. It's just part of being in business. and It's not a percentage or anything. It's just, you know, it's how you run your business. But, uh, you know, giving, other your competition sees that and they're, if he's doing it, then I got to do it. And so it sets that bar. So it's example. Yeah. And that's, I mean, and for everybody, really, it's it's just what you got to do. And we're, we're going to, we're running out <laughs> of givers. Mm-hmm. I mean, just look over the last year, you know, how many less givers we have. You know, and we talked about this with Bob DeBrian in the, in last week's um, recording, but, you know, recently Roger Singh passed away. You know, we've lost Ed Seaton, Mike Holen, and you Burke know, Meyer. Burke. And then, you know, it's been a while since uh, since Jack has has passed. But, you know, there's a there's a, a legion of people that, you know, legacy of people that have just really, you know, impacted us greatly beyond their years. And this is something that I think that we've got to have a lot of people to really step up and carry that torch. Yeah, and there's getting fewer and fewer of those people. And that's that, that corporate that are eligible. Aspect. Yeah, that's that corporate world coming in and around. So um, it's not taxation. It's kind of a form of tax. You know, I mean, I mean mm-hmm. the, the nonprofits get to depending on that money, you know, and what's the list? I don't have it in front of me, but of what the Yes Fund helps, how many how many different nonprofits uh there's so many. I just let those guys do it. I, I I was called all those meetings. I just quit going to them. I said, "You guys figure it out." So uh, where where it's going, but uh, uh, they do a great job with helping these nonprofits. Yeah, they really do. Mm-hmm. Well, we're certainly thankful for the leadership that you have uh, provided for the community in a lot of respects here. Uh, you know, with regard to the Yes Fund. And Russ, obviously, you know, with the Yes Fund, you know, there's a, a process that goes through that. We're in our fundraising efforts right now. And the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation is obviously, um, you know, the organization that, that does a lot of this work uh, behind the scenes. And, you know, you've got to also be appreciative, I think, of the work that you see here at the foundation. Yeah, they do a marvelous job. They really do. And bringing all these communities together, you know, they're in Wamego and Junction, Marysville. Everybody has a group. It's, uh, it really just makes it that much stronger. You know, we talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the success of Briggs Auto here in Manhattan. But you've got dealerships and cover, what, a good portion of, what, northeast Kansas now? Yeah, yeah. We have competition that does sure. the same thing. But, sure. uh, uh, yeah, Manhattan and Topeka and and what's your foothold there also with Briggs and the other communities? 
similar, 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 but it's kind of, you you know, one person can only do so much. So you got to hire managers to manage and you try to teach that philanthropical, but they, they, they're a little harder to get money out of them than me. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I can say, you know, they, you know, but it makes a difference. It, It really does. It makes a difference. And back to the greater Manhattan foundation, they do a great job with, with helping people. They really do. Well, Russ, the Yes Fund is grateful to have you as um, as someone who helps make it happen. And thank you again for all the work you do in the Manhattan community and throughout uh, the other areas well, of the I state. Thank you all, I thank you for all the kind words you say <laughs> about our, our group. But yeah, 30 years. We've been been at this thing 30 years. So it's a, it's a great, we just got to keep it going. Anything else that you would like to share? Not really. We have talked I'm, about. I'm not really. I'm not like Bob. I don't have my <laughs> list. I got, I you didn't bring extra. a notebook. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. Did you see the size of the letters? On the I notebook? did. I did. I did. <laughs> so they got it ready for him. Large font. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. but no, not really. Thank you for joining us for Philanthropy Today, an inside look at the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. You can always learn more about the GMCF at our website, mcfks.org. We also invite you to subscribe to Philanthropy Today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Dave Lewis. I'm proud to host Philanthropy Today. It's hosted and produced in the Ad Astra Cast Studios in downtown Manhattan, Kansas.